Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Chatty With Me. How are we all? I am so excited to be back and recording again. And today's episode is going to be so much fun. So you guys might remember a while ago, I put on my story just some Q&A questions. I was like, guys, put in some Q&A stuff in this question box. And now I'm going to respond to them all. Now, I have a lot of questions, so I'm sorry if I don't get to yours, but I scrolled to the very, very bottom. So let's see how many I can get through. Now, I might have to make like a part two. So let me know if you guys like this and then we can like see from there if we make a part two, because I would love that. All right. First question. Favorite food right now? Oh, this is, this is always a good question. Favorite food right now? I'm going to have to say, I reckon pasta. Pasta is up there. Or pizza, but like nicely cooked pizza, not like takeaway. Like I'm not talking about Domino's. I'm talking about like homemade, like in the kitchen, like making your own base, like making your own sauce, like that kind of pizza. Like a nice, fancy Italian restaurant pizza. That goes so hard but i also um like i'm gonna talk about this is a bit more broad this isn't like a food food it's like more of a snack but i'm an oyster lover and i know oysters are really hated on which makes me sad inside but i love oysters no one will understand how much i genuinely love oysters other than myself i went to an event the other day and they had this lady she was an oyster lady and she had all these oysters in a bucket and then she was like fixing them for us putting us all the lemon juice and it was incredible and it literally made my week so shout out to the oyster lady <laughs> this one just says how old i am 19 and peter and george so george is 14 and peter is 16 but he's turning 17 and i'm turning 20. Someone asked me, what VCE subjects do I do or did you do? So when I was in year 11, my VCE subjects were English, business, chemistry, bio, methods, and specialists. And you're probably thinking, Ellie, what the hell? And yes, I know. But the thing is, I genuinely enjoyed all those subjects, except for chem. So I dropped chem for year 12 and then throughout year 12, um, special just became, well, I moved basically schools for year 12. That was difficult enough. And when I moved schools, the specialist program, although it was year 12 and it was the same thing that everyone was doing, they had learnt some of the year 12 content previously in year 11. So they were skipping through a lot of it very fast. So I, by default, would have to go back to year 11 content, to year 12 content, back and forth. And I was doing it with methods as well. And it just became, like, it just became way too time consuming. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna drop spesh and just focus on methods because it was just too much of my time was being dedicated to these two math subjects and it was just getting out of hand i was getting super burnt out and i was spending a lot of my time with numbers and that's just not how i wanted to be (laughs) getting a lot of questions about uni and what i study at uni and what uni i'm at so i am at deakin university and i love deakin i love deakin because it's like a very social place Like everyone is kind of like me. Everyone's very extroverted. If you go into the library and you sit somewhere where like it's a open area, so it's not like a quiet zone or something like that, you will most likely have a conversation and meet someone, which I think is really cute. And in all of my classes, I've made friends. Like I've loved it in that aspect. 
basically what I do at uni is I do a double degree in business and arts. And I think I touched on this in another episode, but I'll just go over it very quickly. Uh, My majors are journalism and public relations, and I absolutely love it. I really thrive in this course, especially the journalism and PR side. Um, The business side is a bit more like financing and marketing related, which is a bit more of, you know, the surface level boring stuff that you have to know. But my journalism and PR is like super fun, super hands-on and very much stuff that I use in the real world. Even here in the potty, I did a podcasting unit, which I think I've said before, and that's what made me find this love for it. So very thankful for my course. I love it a lot. And I dedicate a decent amount of time to uni, but it is a double degree. So I guess you kind of have to. But I think I saw a question, yeah, how many hours a week do you dedicate to uni? Honestly, it depends. I am a bit of a workaholic though. And like, I really prioritize schoolwork and it gets me very stressed. Like a lot of my anxiety stems from schoolwork. So when I have like an assignment due, it's like all hands on deck. I will just spend the whole day doing it, even if it's due in five weeks, which I actually did the other day. I remembered I had an assignment due and it was actually due in three weeks, not five. And I bawled my eyes out to my mum. I was like, how come I haven't done it yet? She was like, Ellie, like you have three weeks. And I was like, nope, I need to do it now. And I did it that day. So that kind of gives you an insight into how dramatic I get about my <laughs> my uni. So, I mean, it fluctuates with time I dedicate. I would probably say like with writing notes and stuff, maybe two hours and then working on assignments and other stuff, another two or three. Depends if I decide that I want to do a whole assignment in one day or not. Because if I do, then it's like eight hours dedicated to just that one project, which is completely unnecessary and don't follow my lead. Space it out, please don't do what I do. But um, I can't help it. I just get way too like hung up on it. I will like be up at night thinking about how I need to do it the next day, which is very unhealthy and something I'm trying to work on fixing, but I don't know how well I'm going with that. But yeah, uni is great. I think that dedicating time for uni is different for everyone because I wouldn't say use mine as a guide. Just do what you think is necessary. I know that my like lecturers say like 10 hours a week on this one subject. And I'm like, how is that even doable? Like, obviously my work is different to others, but I did work prior to all this like social media content creating and whatnot. And I was able to balance it with uni, but I feel like if you're working full time, you could not like study and you could not be dedicating the amount of hours that they demand is necessary. Even when you can get it done in a shorter amount of time. I don't know. I just feel like each to their own and lecturers being like, yeah, this is how many hours you should dedicate. Like blah, 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 blah. Like that is not the blueprint. You just dedicate as much time as necessary. Don't slack. Don't be lazy, but don't overwork. Don't just do the 10 hours because your lecturer said to do so. And like, just reread the same passage like eight times till it hits 10 hour mark. Like, you know, cut yourself some slack and just do what you feel is needed. This question says, what country do you want to visit or revisit? Oh, my gosh okay love talking about travel i actually really 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 want to travel again sometime soon very soon because i just feel like traveling is such an exhilarating experience and it like i just want to go on a trip i want to go on a trip with my friends i've only traveled with my family other than for work so i'm like a friend trip could be really really fun 
But in terms of places that I want to visit or revisit, I think we need to recap the places I have been to. So I am very blessed. I'm very lucky and fortunate to have traveled to all the places that I have. I have been, so obviously in Australia, I've been to Sydney and Queensland and Tasmania. And then outside of Australia, I have been to Fiji, I have been to Thailand, Bali, Singapore and Nepal. Nepal was actually a great experience. Um, my uncle built a school there. So when I was 10 years old, we flew over and opened the school and it was actually named in honor of my grandfather. So it was a very sweet, wholesome experience. But when the, where the school was actually built was in this very rural, like mountain village. And oh, it's, it's like this actually makes me get emotional because the school, the purpose of the school being built there was because all the kids that lived in that village had to work walk three hours to get to the nearest school. And it got to the point where they just wouldn't go because they couldn't be bothered walking three hours up, three hours back. So my uncle decided, let's build a school somewhere there. We had to get a helicopter over. That's how like remote the location was. It was just a very, very touching experience and a bit of a reality check. We got to hang out with all the kids in the village and that's something that like I will remember forever. It was just, it was great to see him like cut that ribbon, open it up, see all the kids in the uniforms with the books and the textures. Oh, made my heart happy. And just to see that like, you know, now that they have one so close that it's like a three minute walk instead of a three hour walk, like, and how much of an impact that made on their lives. It was just beautiful. So that Nepal trip is one that I don't think I'll ever forget. But other places I've been to, swiftly changing the topic, I've been to America and I can't even remember where I think I've been to LA, went to Santa Monica, Orange County. Anyway, so I've been in America and then Europe. Europe is like a whole other world. So I've been to Greece. So I've been to like Athens, Mykonos, Santorini. I've been to a bunch of islands. Um, I've been to Cyprus as well, which is actually where my dad's family is from. So my dad was actually born in Cyprus. He wasn't born in Australia. But yeah, he came to Australia when he was 18 months old with his mum and dad, and they moved on their own. So all of our, like, all of his cousins, his aunties, everyone is in Cyprus. So when we first went, I think it was 2017, it was just amazing. We met so much family that, you know, like I had never met these people in my life. And they, I'm talking like aunties, uncles, first, not first cousins, second cousins, but you get the gist. And like, you know how like Europeans are, we're very close with family. Like my third cousins, I consider us so close and they literally live in Sydney, but every time I go to Sydney, I will see them. So I'm a very, fam we're a very family orientated family in that sense. But Cyprus is incredible. Had this like home vibe. And I don't know if that's because, you know, dad's from there. We got family there that just like feel like, so close but I don't know it was just lovely to be there and be able to meet all the family and experience we stayed near like the marina which is like this area which has all these restaurants and this, this water by the bay and it was just like I felt like I was in a movie and the good thing is there that they drive on the left side of the road so that was really good because mum and dad didn't have to do any like interesting driving because like you know how like everywhere in Europe or like around the world they drive on the right side of the road like even in America I think so like 
it's just very jarring. Whereas in Cyprus, it was like, yep, left side of the road, like slay, 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 slay. So we were able to hire like hire a rental car, and it was just elite. But yeah, so let me go back. Athens, Mykonos, Santorini, Cyprus. We've been to Zakynthos. We've been to Crete. We've been to other islands like for day trips. I think we went to Baros and Antibaros, and just other places, but heaps of like islands and stuff, which was amazing. Zakynthos was beautiful. I literally felt like I was in a photo. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just that picturesque. It was insane. And then outside of Greece, we're gonna, we're, I've been to Italy. So I've been to like Venice, I've been to Rome and a few other places that I can't name off the top of my head. But dude, outlet shopping in like Italy is ace because they have all like the designer outlets and it's like such a sleigh and they have like all the Nike outlets they're crazy I just remember going shopping in Italy it was so fun I've also been to France so we went to Paris and dude that place just smells like a croissant it was crazy it just smells like a croissant like you know how in the movies it's like wee wee baguette like you know <laughs> that feels wrong I'm so sorry if you are French um I don't know if it was just because we like stayed near a cafe, but every morning I would wake up and just smell croissants. Um, and we also went to the Paris Disneyland there, which is like another thing like that I loved about Paris. The Disneyland was incredible. It was so much fun. And I've never been to Disneyland before. So even when I went to America, we didn't go to Disneyland because it was just a me and mum trip in America because we went out for work. And mum and I were like, we don't want to go to America without the boys and like go to Disneyland without them because we're not going to have like Father Ray, Peter and George miss out on that. Do you know what I mean? Like they need their own Mickey Mouse ears. So we did it. And then we were all in Paris together because we did the Europe trips all together. So that was nice. We went to Spain, we went to Barcelona. We went and saw like the soccer field. I don't know, that made Peter's day. I All I remember from Spain is that we accidentally went to a topless beach. That was so funny and we were running around in these like carriages that people would ride on bikes it was so random but they were cute and they had like these little speakers so we'd like be jamming out to music i don't know it was like kind of wholesome vibes and i'm trying to think where else have i been i don't know why i can't think of it off the top of my head been to london so like england london was stunning we actually went outside buckingham palace which was like beautiful and I don't know it was it was very Melbourne vibe so I really liked London in that sense it was like feeling Melbourne-esque if that even makes any sense and other places I can't remember off the top of my head but you know that's kind of the gist of it I am very blessed to be this well-traveled but I think if I had to pick somewhere I'd want to revisit or somewhere new to visit I'm gonna pick two places I want to visit and then two I want to revisit so for revisit, I'm going to say Greece, but where in Greece is the question? Oh, I'm going to say, okay, Cyprus as one of the places I'd want to revisit. And I'm going to say Mykonos, just because Mykonos is a party island. And the last time I went was 2019. So I wasn't of legal age to go like partying there. And I'd love to go back to Mykonos and be able to like go out and have a party, like have a boogie. Like, it's such a cute vibe. And Mykonos is just beautiful. Like, very picturesque. I, I know that it's very, like, saturated. Like, very modernised. Whereas, I've been to, like, places in Greece, like Lefkada. That's another place that I forgot to mention. But that's very, like, village vibes. Like, if you're Greek, it's like you're in a chorio, which is a village. But it just sounds better when you say it in Greek. Like, how ethnic did that sound? Chorio. Anyway, that was incredible. And 
that's just not the vibe of Mykonos Heights. It's very modernized, but I still would love to go party there because I just feel like I missed out <laughs> in like year 10. I missed out. I wanted, I want to go party there. And then in terms of places I do, like I want to visit that I haven't been, I'm going to say Hawaii. My cousin's been to Hawaii and she loved it. And I just feel like it's just one of those places that you just like, it's kind of like you have to go. I feel like it would be so fun. And I remember when I was in Bali, I tried, I did like surfing lessons and like guys not to toot my own horn or anything, but I did stand up for like two seconds, kind of iconic behavior by me, but I would love to go surfing in Hawaii. I feel like that's a surfing region. I don't know. Hawaii just gives off like good vibes, like just like tanning, being in the sun. And it's just like, yeah, how cute does it sound? And another place would be Bora Bora. I don't know, I see all those photos and it just looks so aesthetic. And I want to go to that resort that is like on the water. I know you guys have seen those photos. It's like the teepees that are like floating on the water. I want to go there. The water looks so clear, first of all. The teepees look so roomy and like fun to live in. I don't know. I would say Hawaii and Bora Bora are my top two places I'd want to visit that I haven't been to. As you can tell, I'm a summer loving girl. I love that like holiday, summer holiday vibes, like, you know, like summer is where it's at even in australia like when it's winter time my family will usually book a holiday so that we can go be in the sun for a bit because we just crave it that bad i am like a summer girl at heart i don't think it helps that i've like lived near the beach my whole life because it's like i'm so accustomed to like just wanting to be in the sun but you know nothing better than a tropical holiday in my opinion okay let's move on to the next question got this question what was your first job Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one because I didn't have that like typical like KFC Macca's job. I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't. Like my first actual first first job was at a gaming company. And I remember because I've actually recently I've I'm not working there anymore. But that was just because it wasn't working with my uni schedule and they wanted someone that was a bit more full-time, which I could not do. At the at the time I was working full-time because it was uni break. So I was able to commit to like that whole full-time experience. But then when I got back to uni, I was like, I'd probably need to do part-time. That's just not what the business needed. So we were like, you know what? I'll come back during my uni break. But this gaming company was so cool. So I worked for Playsound Studios and I ran the Dumb Ways to Die social medias and it was so much fun. I think when I got the account, it was at like 1.2 mil and then now it has like 3 point something. It's crazy. Um, I just made videos in those costumes. If you actually go look it up, it's Dumb Ways to Die on TikTok. And oh, it was just so much fun. We had these massive costumes. I would make mum, George, dad, Peter, everyone get in it. Even George and Peter's friends. Like I would be like, okay, I'll, cause they would like want to go out for breakfast or lunch or something. And I'd be like, all right, I'll drive you to wherever you need to go. So you don't have to catch a train. If you get in these costumes and do a couple TikToks for me and they'd always do it. That it was so funny. And yeah, that was my first job. It was, it was very um, spontaneous. And it was also when I was like, I had just turned 19. Like this was like, I'm talking like late last year. I actually, I can tell you when I was in Bali in late June, early July. And I actually got a DM on Instagram from one of the people and they were like, hey, do you know anyone that would want this kind of position? And I was like, oh my God, me. And it just kind of took off from there. But to think that like, that was my first job is crazy. But like technically, social media and content creation was originally my first job 
if we think about it that way, or like working for my mum. Because when I was like 12, I would help her run open days for her acting agency. If you guys didn't know, Mama Ray um, runs a talent agency for film and television and a lot of like commercial work stuff. It's called RPR Talent. So if you ever want to get into the acting industry, that's where you go to Mama Ray Slay. She represents talent nationally across Australia. So, oh my God, it sounds like an ad. Lol. So that's Mama Ray's business and I would just help her at open days, which were these like events where she would have people come in and we'd tell them about, you know, the agency, what it involves and get them to sign up. So that was technically my first job, but at the same time, so I was influencing because I started influencing at like 14. I was like, I've always been on social media. I don't know how to explain it. And this kind of goes into some other questions I'm getting about influencing. But before we get there, I think it's time to talk about my chemist warehouse dupe for the week and this one is actually so good guys so i saw this in chemist warehouse and i was like no way that this is real because it is the best dupe out there it is the w7 overnight lip mask i've got the one in strawberry and can i just say this is an exact dupe for the laneige lip mask it gives the exact same feeling that the laneige one gives where it's like that super like you know your lips just feel super hydrated and it's an overnight mask as well which is great i literally wear mine during the day i keep this in my uni bag because obviously you know when you go to uni they're full full on days you know they're just for like an hour or two you're there the whole time so having this in my uni bag is literally a lifesaver because throughout the day i'm just keeping my lips hydrated not chapped and they feel so nice and smooth it's literally an exact dupe so if you are looking for like a nice overnight lip mask that is affordable and super easy to locate head down to your local chemist warehouse and pick up the w7 overnight lip mask i really recommend scent strawberry because it smells so good i literally love this stuff i put it on pretty much every night and it keeps my lips super happy and super healthy so i'm obsessed okay as i was saying i got some questions about my like you know social media doing influencing how i feel about it etc how i started so let's get into it this question says have you always wanted to be a social media influencer and i feel like it's a yes and a no when i was younger so like 14 when i first started it was like my dream my all-time dream and honestly now like the life that i'm living is so surreal and i honestly have to pinch myself sometimes because the fact that i get to do this for work call it my job i cannot be any more thankful for all of you that have gotten me to this point like you don't understand how appreciative i am that you guys are letting me live this dream and it's just so amazing and i'm so thankful but i remember at 14 it was like my absolute dream i was like that is what i want to do how much fun would it be etc etc but it wasn't like a long time dream kind of thing because like I've said before, I was very academic, still am, I'd like to think so. And I always knew that, like, this isn't a job that is going to stick around for ages. You know, like, you know, people have their phases on social media. You're popular for a certain amount of time, it fades away. You know, I'm young now. What happens when I'm, like, 30? Am I still going to be posting Instagram stories? Who knows? I knew that it wasn't what they call, like, a stable career. It's not, like, a stable I knew it wasn't what like, you know, a very stable, you know, it's not like a full-time job that you were guaranteed to have work every single day. It's a bit more spontaneous. So I always knew that. But in terms of like how far dreams go, Han, she was dreaming for this. And like the fact that her, like I wish 14 year old me could see me right now because I think she'd like be screaming at the top of her lungs. But yeah, it's something that I've always loved, always wanted to do. I've always been very outgoing, like my whole life. 
and I wanted to just be able to share that with people. Like I remember in high school, I was like this bundle of energy that people would either love or hate. And like, I get it. Like no one wants an obnoxious little child, like talking to them 24 seven, but it's just what I do well. And that's why a podcast suits me. All of my friends are like podcast suits you so much early because you just don't shut up. And you know what? They're actually right, hon. I just don't stop talking, actually. Like this question says, do you have any advice for yourself if you look back on your year seven self? And I'm like, just be confident. Be confident in yourself. Like if I wasn't confident enough to create my account and start creating videos, who knows what I'd be doing today? You know what I mean? Like I definitely wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have the confidence that I had. So if I had to tell my year seven self anything, it would just be you know, keep doing what you're doing and don't care about what others think. That was a problem I had. I I cared a lot about like what other people thought about me and me doing content creation and being on social media. So that was a huge thing, but I don't know. It was just like, I just tried my best to ignore it, kind of fake it till you make it vibes and it worked. Someone asked, how do you become an influencer and what do you do? This is a difficult one because I think like becoming an influencer or content creator, social media creator, whatever you want to call it, is kind of to do what I was like to do with what I was literally just talking about confidence just have the confidence to get up there make a video and post it because that's exactly what I did I was like 14 15 making videos around my house like completely making fun of myself and you know what at the time maybe like two people liked it but now my content is enjoyed by so many people and it just makes me so happy that I get to you know share my content with you guys and That's exactly what you would do as a content creator. So why not start when you're not one and just slowly manifest it into reality? I don't know if that makes sense or if I articulate that well, but it's kind of that fake it till you make it thing again. Make content now, pretend you literally are a creator and it'll get to a point where you just become one, you know? Just be smart with it. The thing that people don't understand is that it's like, it is a job and that's what people can't really wrap their heads around. They think it's just like this fun thing, but you know, content creation has to be something that you, you know, you do consistently, you provide for your audience what they want to see, what they want to hear, etc., etc. So, I mean, being diligent and just creating that content, take that step, you know, post that video if you've made it and it's just sitting in your drafts. Don't be silly and hide it because you're scared or you're hesitant. Just go ahead, post it. Who cares? That is my best advice. So if you wanted to get into influencing content creation and all that, just, just start posting. Who cares? No one is going to judge you as hard as you judge yourself. And if you just don't judge yourself, you'll be chilling. Someone asked, do I have a boyfriend? No, hun, I'm a single Pringle. I'm actually a very single woman. And I saw another question. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, there it is. It says, how did you, how do you deal with rejection? Because I can't deal lol. Low key, I can't either. And Rejection is a hard thing because for me, I'm a very upfront person. I don't know if this person is as well. Her name's Jasmine. Shout out Jasmine. Um, We are two queens that can't deal with rejection. But the thing is, like for me, when I get rejected, I take it a bit to heart because I always like put my foot out. Like if I like someone, I will, I will try to get their attention. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit there and like triple or quadruple text. Like if you've left me on read or you're leaving me on delivered, like screw you. You clearly aren't keen on me and that's how it's going to be left. Like I'm not going to chase that. So if I get rejected when I'm like putting my all and I thought like I had this misconception that this person was really into me, I'm like, oh, I actually had an incident recently 
when I got ghosted by this guy from uni and I think he went back to his ex-girlfriend it was really funny we went on like a couple dates like maybe three three or four I can't remember and he was like oh I like you so much like you know like 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 really making time to see me like was full on like he lived nearby so it was really good we went to the same uni so at uni he'd come and he'd like walk me to class like hold my hand like it was a full-on thing and I'm like oh my god this boy must really be into me so I'm like okay like maybe this will work right he like still lived at home with his family which I thought was cute he had like anyway anyway don't want to reveal too much we're gonna call him Josh as well just for privacy reasons shout out to Josh number two (laughs) but then I invited Josh to my house. I was like, I was like, oh, come over. Like, you know, we can watch a movie, whatever. He's like, yeah, cool. Then like 10 minutes before he's meant to be in my house, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm too tired. I'm like, oh, that's all good. That's so fun. Then a couple of days go by, he hasn't texted me. I'm like, this is strange. I went to Queensland at that point. It was a Sarah V event. So I went to Queensland and came back and I was like at the Sarah V sleepover. I was living life. He was still not texting me. And I was like, this is strange. Get back home, nothing. I'm on like the bus on the way to my car at the airport. You know, like the bus that takes you to like the long-term parking. I'm on that and I bring him no answer. I get home, he texts me. He's like, hey, texting's probably better. Like, like, don't call me. And I was like, bruh, call me. He rings and he's like, hey, and he sounds so sincere. And I was like, hello. And he's like, yeah, like I, I promise, like I'll come see you, bruh. He ghosted me straight after that. And I've been ghosted since. I am assuming that he's gotten back with his ex-girlfriend because he said something about like he's fresh out of a relationship but then he said it was like a year since they dated and I was like this is random but I think they were like in a very very long-term relationship so I think he's probably gone back to her living their best life but like ghosting sucks I think ghosting is like the worst form of rejection because it's like you don't know what you did there's no communication and it's just like bruh what on earth has happened here that I've just been ghosted like this. Like, come on. It's just, rejection is like a different form. And because like I'm, I'm, I'm upfront, when I get rejected, I'm like, oh, that is a stab to the chest. Oh my God. All of these are just like, any love interests? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> Guys, no, I literally don't have a boyfriend. How sad? How, does, how sad is that? I'm kidding. You don't need a man to make you happy. Men suck. Men actually suck. But anyway... That is it for today's episode, Q&A style. Let me know what you guys think. I had a lot of fun in reading all you guys' questions. Like, actually answering what you guys wanted to hear was pretty fun. Like, you know, our little boy chats was funny. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Maybe I'll have to do more of these, like, more often because the Q&A style is actually a vibe. And I like hearing, like, from you guys what you actually want to hear me discuss. Because it's nice. Because it feels like I'm actually having a proper conversation with you guys and what you want to hear and what you want to know about. So I like that. But anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of Get Chatty With Me. And I'll see you guys here next time. Mwah.